So what do you need? What do you need? What do you need in a man? Asking me to share again. What do you need in the man that is going to be your husband, that is going to become your husband? As ladies, we have so many lists. Before I got married, I had a list. All of us have it. Whether it is mental, whether it is written. Can you hear me, please? Please always let me know that you can hear me so that I know that we're on track together. Thank you. Yes. So always know, what do I need? We want so many things. And these so many things, we realize that most of them, all right, thank you, you can hear me. Most of them are just carnal. I'm not trying to sound spiritual or anything or too spiritual because of course I'm a spirit. But the truth is most of these things are carnal. Okay, what? Some of the things that are on my list. I, I think I wanted a tall guy from, I'm not tall, but I'd always, growing up, I'd always fantasized, oh, all these um, basketballers, I realized ah, most of their girlfriends, they would just be small, petite. Ah, that was kind of, you know, man that was like, oh, it would be so nice. Ah, you just want to hug this one. You just jump and hug the man. You understand that kind of romantic something? Well, hello, there is nothing that makes a tall guy a successful life partner or there's nothing that says that when you marry a tall guy that's when you have a happy marriage no so what are the things that are on your list if you don't have this list i want us to go home and build your list ask yourself what are the things that i want and check your list but out of this list what are the things that i truly need what are the things that i cannot do without when i picture my home when i picture my husband what are the things that I cannot do without? Those are the things that you should look out for in a man. Are your values in line with each other? It is values that attract. That's the first thing. I don't know about you. But values attract a lot. As a matter of fact, for me, I would have gone a long way talking to someone, being attracted by their values, of course, by the way they talk, what they're talking about. Before I even look at their face, I remember that ah, this person looks um, like custard bucket. How they say it? Yellow, yellow, MTN. Oh yes, I did not like fair guys. Well, but you know, I looked at my list and I'm like, on a serious note, are these things realistic? There is nowhere in the Bible, when I even checked also, um, when I check the scriptures, what kind of man, when God is describing a man, what you see is wisdom. God talks about the wisdom of a man. When you look at, um, I think, Timothy, when God describes a bishop for you, it says he's a man that is not given to, you know, drunkenness. Some characteristics like that. So what are the needs? What are those basic things? And when I say basic, I don't mean that little things. I mean fundamental things that are key. Those are the things you should look out for. It's not always oh, fine. It's not ah, when we snap together, we are fine together. People will tell you, ah, that you look fine together. You look cute together. You look cute together doesn't mean your marriage will be cute together. 
what kind of man is this person versus what you need? There is a guy that is talking to you now. Does he look like the one? Does he look like that picture? Remember, I'm talking about the fact that you've sifted your needs from your wants now. Does he look like this picture, this person that I want? Does he love God? This is a fundamental question. Does he love God? 2 Corinthians 6.14, talking about the fact that we should not be unequally yoked. I know, okay, I want to assume that most of us here are born again Christians. Good. But you'll agree with me that you can be born again and still be carnal. Yes or no? Please let me hear your answers in the chat box. You can be born again and still be carnal. How many of us agree? Oh, yeah, oh, let us answer. Oh. You can be born again, but you can still be carnal. Ayomidi said yes. Thank you, Ayo. So that's just the truth. You're born again, but you're still carnal. Carnal in what sense? Your flesh is still um, moving you for a very large amount of time. Most of your decisions are still being ruled by the flesh. Does he love God? Because most of us will be in relationships. And by the time you even check to see how does this guy, maybe he doesn't even go to church. You might have not even asked about his religion. You might not even know his religion. And you're already deep into that relationship. And then another thing to look out for, is he attractive? I know some people will be like, hey, now you're talking. Attraction. I have to be attracted to this person. But you need to know what kind of attraction I'm talking about, though. Now, when I say attraction, yes, no doubt, physical attraction is necessary, okay? Because this person, you're going to live with him for life, right? It is necessary, but when I say attraction, I'm not talking about butterflies in the belly attraction. As a matter of fact, I can tell you that butterflies in the belly can be conjured. Butterflies in the belly can be created. Let me give you a scenario. Who am I going to use? Let me use Gina. Gina, it's your birthday. You, this is your first time of meeting me, I'm sure, Gina. It's your birthday. But suddenly, I just call like three of your friends. Ah, Gina, it's your birthday. Let's do parana for Gina. And I just show up at your house or your office and I do parana for you. There is something that will begin to tickle in you. Ah, ah, this lady likes me. Ah, this lady is good. Suddenly, you begin to see me in another dimension. Suddenly, butterflies are already growing in your tummy. So, butterflies in the tummy is not attraction. Please, in fact, as a matter of fact, if you are feeling butterflies in your tummy, and you want to sit down and see whether this guy is the one, take those butterflies, do them like this, and put them aside first. Because your head and your heart need to be clear. Your head and your heart need to be clear. So the kind of attraction I'm talking about is basic attraction. Remember we said values. We talked about values in the, um, in the second point. Do, I, do your values attract? Does his values attract you? 
when you are with him, how do you feel? When you are with him, how do you feel? I wrote something here. I said, attraction grows and it can be built. The most attractive and sustainable attractions are a person's inner qualities. Even the Bible talks about us women. It says our adorning, right? It shouldn't really be about the outward adorning. It shouldn't be, oh, I fixed my nails. It shouldn't be, oh, her makeup is on point. Her makeup is always on point. And that is the beauty that people see about you. Those things are not bad. Trust me, they are nice. But that shouldn't be what people see when they're trying to describe your beauty. It should be the inward man. And in that scripture, it says the hidden man of the heart. So what? Your eyes. You need to shine your spiritual eyes. Somebody say, shine your spiritual eyes. Just drop it there in the chat box. You need to shine your spiritual eyes. Because a lot of people can fall for outward attractions. Meanwhile, God is trying to touch light some certain characteristics in that guy that will suit you, that will be adaptable to you, that will be properly suited to your life's purpose. Remember we talked about purpose at the beginning. See, life, um, marriage, is just a continuation of your journey in life. Two of you will take hand in hand and continue the purpose that God has given to you. That is what marriage is about. That is what marriage is about. And if you don't know what to look out for in a man, check the scriptures. Maybe the men out um, that are in your life, maybe they were not good examples. Maybe the men in your life are not good examples. Check the scriptures. Check the husband of the, um, of the Proverbs 31 woman. There is one thing that struck me about him was that he says he will speak with the elders in the gates. And when the Bible talks about the gates, the gate is a place of wisdom in the Bible. It's a place where important matters are discussed and settled. And he says he will speak with the elders in the gate. So that's a man of wisdom. So if you're going out with someone, excuse me, so or you're looking at someone and that person is not wise. And when I say wise, I'm not talking about natural wisdom. I'm talking about the wisdom of God in the way he approaches issues and the way he deals with people. Does he deal with people in wisdom? Those are certain things that should attract you. Trust me, those are the most sustainable attractions. Beauty will fade. Grass will wither. I'm not saying that this person that you're looking at, looking at or that is talking to you or that will come I'm not saying his um, physical look should not attract you, but I'm saying it should not be the priority. It should not be the priority. I hope that we understand us. Then the next question, can I look for him or ask him out? If you've, if you've ever asked a guy out or if told a guy that I like you, please put it in the chat box, don't be ashamed. That's why this is a ladies corner. Put it in the chat box. You've ever told a guy that ah, your feelings, I like you. I'm waiting. So while I'm waiting for your response, your sincere response, so who should you who should initiate a relationship? And I think I should ask that too. Who should initiate a relationship? Can you tell a guy how you feel? Can you tell a guy how you feel? I'm not saying anything in the chat box, so nobody's chatting. 
Abby, I'm talking to myself. I don't know if Unoma was able to join us. I'm just seeing in our chat. Unoma, if you're here, please just tell us that you're here. So I know that you were able to join. Nobody has dropped their message. Okay, Demola said, hmm, I tried this recently. I'd like to know how that went though. Okay, but thank you for that sincere, um, sincere answer. There was actually a time in my life I told a guy how I felt. So at that point, okay, we were talking, myself and the guy was way, 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 way before years, many years ago. So I like this guy. I don't really have the mind to complete. What are you completing? Demola. So I like this guy. I mean, we're talking. The guy speaks well. We used to work in one of the nice um, phone companies, top phone companies in Nigeria, you know. He was shy, a soji guy. And I was liking him. And hoping that as I'm talking, you can pick the things that were attracting me, Abby. And so I was liking him, Sha. Mind you, I was born again. Mm -hmm. But so one day I decided to tell him that, guy, I like you. You understand? But when I told him, I was like, ah, nah, I don't, I can't even remember. He said maybe he doesn't like me in that way or something. Well, guess what? Today I'm happy that it went the way it did. I was in his DM. <laughs> Madam DM, Ibuku, well done, ma. So, <laughs> but we'll talk about this. Let's talk about it. Who should initiate a relationship? So let me just tell you my opinion, right? So a guy is talking to you. You guys are friends because, of course, if we're talking initi initiate a relationship, I don't feel that it should be a cold call. In marketing, I'm sure some of us know cold call. So you don't know this person from Jack and you just meet them and tell them about your product. And that's just your contact, no. So if you, if, you, if you want to initiate a relationship, I believe you should have been talking, right? So you guys are talking, you guys shall see. You understand, he should have shown that, okay, I like you too. Maybe it's just your company or but whatever. You guys shall, maybe you stay in the same space and you talk once, once, something like that. So is it okay for you as a lady to say, oh, I like you? All right now, so outrightly, I would just say use wisdom. That's my answer. And why am I saying use wisdom? Um, sometimes, one, from the lady's part now, you might not be able to express your emotions. From the guy's part, he might not be able to pick the signals that you're dropping. So for some guys, they're just looking. For some guys, in fact, for some guys, what they are reading from you is that this babe, no go, no, don't just go, don't just go. You get, for me, while you like him, but he's getting the signal that it's a no, no. Okay. So in such a case, maybe find a way to show the guy that you like. When I say show, I'd not say jump on him. I'd not say start uh, looking for ways to kiss him. I didn't say enter his DMO. <laughs> so for me, I prefer, um, 
face-to-face -face conversation gets. Yes, you can tell the person how you feel. There's nothing wrong about it. You're just expressing your emotion. But when you do, make sure that whatever the outcome is, it does not spoil that relationship. And so when he says, no, you just cut off, you just, when he says, sorry, I don't see you that way. It doesn't mean that it's the end of that relationship. Okay. So you can drop signals. You understand? Make him know that, okay, you enjoy his company. So say you're in the same fellowship, for instance, and he's going home. Okay. Can we work together or something? You know, you're already putting the seeds. Okay, I like you. I enjoy your company. That's what you're trying to tell this person. So yes, you can tell him how you feel. Initiating a relationship, for me, I don't think outrightly you should initiate a relationship. Like I said, drop your intentions, drop and let him, let him come in. Let him tell you how you feel. Remember at the beginning, we said that it must be mutual. Because this is what happens at the end of the day. You see that it is the woman that married the man. In quotes. Because she's doing everything. You're the one doing everything. You're the one sending the gifts. Sending the messages. You're the one calling every time. You are going to his place. You're just all over him. But when a relationship is mutual. I like you. I like you. We can now jump to the third Points, which is defining your relationship. Okay, I like you, I like you, but what are you liking me for? To what end are you liking me? To what end are we liking each other? Where is this going? Is it just, okay, I like you, let's see how, how, what exactly? I'm sure, well, I want to assume that everyone here, at least you are above 20. Because if you are 18, please face your school, please. <laughs> okay. Not that it's bad in a relationship, but um, put your efforts into work, into your career, into purpose. Because around that age, for most of us, is when you begin to ask yourself certain questions. I mean, for the early starters, for some of us, it's like when you're over 20, that's when you begin to even ask yourself that, what's going on? Why am I really here? But you know, at that age, 18, you're discovering yourself you understand? So that is what that should be about. So define this relationship. Now, this guy has come. I like you. Why does he like you? What does he want? Define your relationship. Don't assume. Now, I'm a very traditional person. No? A lot of people, a lot of times, I ask people that, you know, fell out or having issues in relationships. Did he ask you out? You know, and then you hear something like, oh, we're friends, and then, and then, and then. You cannot assume a relationship, please. Let's not make that mistake. If you are in an assumed relationship, please settle down with yourself. Know what you need in your partner. Know what you need in the man, in the person that's going to be your husband. And then go to that person that you're in an assumed relationship with. Sit him down and ask, what is going on? What are we doing here? It might sound like you're harsh, but this are destiny questions they are asking. Okay. 
So what should you know about him? What should you know about him? His family. His family. So there's a guy that is talking to you now. You guys are not in a relationship yet. Maybe it's just your friend, but you know, because there's this thing with ladies, we always know beforehand. Let's not lie. Nobody can come and drop um, asking you out on your lap. They lie. Except you want to lie to us, to us in this place. When a relationship is coming, when a guy, most times, when he's about to ask, except it's someone that you're not close with in here. But when he's about to ask, can we? I'd like to date you. I'd like to be in a relationship with you. We always know. So now that you yourself, you already know what you should look out for in a man. While you're still friends, and that's a very wonderful place to start from, actually. While you're still friends, get to know, okay, what are you talking about? Get to know his family. Who are your parents? Your siblings, how many siblings do you have? You know, this for me, these are the basic friendship questions. You don't know someone's family. I don't know what friendship you are doing. You know? And now, there are sometimes you will not even need to ask. That will be in a subsequent, subsequent um, slide. Let me not jump the gun. So ask about his past relationships. This is something I've asked my husband. I live in marriage. Early marriage, in a relationship, I asked him when he just hints, you know, he will just share some things that happened in his past relationships. Why? Because there are some things you should know, how we handle situations, who those people are. You understand? Is he still close to some of his past people that he had relationship to, um, relationships with before? His values. See, even his values, when you don't ask, they speak. Values speak. Values speak for themselves. Values speak. Speak. His struggles. What are some of the things that this man has gone through or he's going through? For me, friendship time, particularly relationship leading to marriage, because I'm aware there are some people that are presently in their courtship season that are here. Learn about your fiance's um, struggles. What are the things he has gone through in life? See, these things will help you to pray for him better. These, these things will help you to know how you can position yourself to be a help. See, remember, relationship is not about me, me, me. A lot of us, we just behave so spoiled that it's all about, oh, what is this guy going to give me? Forgetting that God has made us as the help me. What can I offer this guy? Because there are some people that you are with, there is nothing you have to offer them. There is nothing you have. And for me, in those relationships, there is no function. You're just a piece of furniture or accessory in their lives because you're not, there's no function. Every man that will come into your life, and you can quote me anywhere, because this is based on the wisdom of God, finding a woman to be help meet for Adam. Every man that is going to be your husband, there is a place for you to fill in his life. There is help that you have to offer him. So learn about his struggles. Learn, learn about his home, his work. Children upbringing. What are his ideas about bringing up children? And what are his ideals? 
So these are some things. These are just some things that you should ask because I saw a screenshot that what do people actually talk about in when they are cutting? And I'm sure some of you know the popular Twitter um, doctor. I think he calls himself doctor or something. And he said they will knock each shawarma posts. You know, but I'm sure the reason you're here is because you want to be a couple with a difference. You want to be the marriage with a difference. So these are just some things that you should talk about. It's not when you start having children and then you see that your husband is beating your children in basketballs. Or he doesn't even care. He's not an inclusive parent. All he wants to do is work, work, work. And he believes that bringing up children ends with financial responsibilities. Let us be what guided. So what picture, what vision do you have for your home? How does he fit into it? What is his vision of how his home should be? Is he born again? You need to ask these questions. A lot of us, maybe because of time, maybe you are advancing in age and it looks like men are not coming. Some of us to begin to, you know, maybe begin to have feelings for married men. People that are not born again. Remember, there are fruits of righteousness. You will know when a man is born again. It's not about going to church. It's not about going to church. Because you met him in church doesn't mean he's a Christian. Doesn't mean he's born again. Because a car is, um, because a, a person goes and stands in the garage doesn't make him a car. Right? So you need to know, is he born again? What is his future? What are his future plans for family? You need to talk about these things. For some of us, the person that you're looking at, his vision doesn't just align with yours. I remember um, Pastor, listening to Pastor Kingsley, and he said something. Um, he knew that anybody that he wanted to marry cannot be talking about, I want, to, I want to go abroad to live, because he knew his purpose already. Remember that everything boils down to purpose. So you know where you're going. You know how your end is like. So you have to choose someone that is going to go on that road with you. You have to choose someone that will go on that road with you. Now, red flags. Remember that these red flags, they are signposts. They might not really speak, but they are there. They are things that you just need to look out for. Those are just red flags basically things you need to look out for note every action now i'm not saying that you begin to stalk this person's every movement or just begin to count everything hey yeah i said this oh no that's not what i'm talking about but there are some certain things that will happen note those things and ask yourself relevant questions like can i live with this can i live with this there's a story of a lady that just called off her engagement. Why? He's a mommy's boy. He had not even gotten married and his mom had already moved into his house. Remember the definition again. Marriage is a covenant union between a what? A man and a woman, not a boy. Not a boy, not a girl. So if you are still a girl here, Thinking childish things, talking childish things, upgrade. 
Marriage is not for girls, it's for women. Build yourself. Build yourself. Some of us, now is not even time for relationship. Now is the time to build your career. Now is the time to build certain attitudes that you have. Some of us have anger issues. Some of us have anger issues. Or some of us, maybe we are very, very dirty. That if a man should carry you into his house today, ah, you will hear when. But anyways, this is not really about the man for now. Um, it's not about you for now. It's about the man. Can you live with this? I remember, you know, there was a guy that was talking to me at some point in my life. And um, there were some things he used to say. I don't understand. He said it like twice. When he said it like twice, I'm like, what's the meaning of this? So we'd be walking together and like twice, two occasions when we're walking together, my um, snippers would just cut. This is a very funny scenario example, but, but basically, ah, he just told me, ah, this one that every time we are going, your snippers will be cutting. And it wasn't a joke. It wasn't a joke you get. He was reading more meaning to it. And I'm like, this one is the kind of person you enter house with now. Every, every of your movements, it will be like you're yeah, a witch. We all know our mommies and daddies of those days. I don't know where they used to get it from. You marry a woman and suddenly she's the witch. Some of you are in relationships like that. As a matter of fact, I read a story online of a woman that was married. And you know, she would... Her husband was constantly talking down on her. Constantly, constantly talking down on her. Talking down on her family. See, don't manage nonsense. That's what I'm here to tell you. Don't manage nonsense. Don't manage nonsense. Marriage is not for status sake. Marriage is not for status sake. It is not... Remember, we saw the fundamentals of marriage. We saw the reason for marriage. It's not for status sake. Don't manage nonsense. Because most times, we see these things even in the relationship. But we are just ignoring them. Oh, he will change. If you're in any abusive relationship, get out of that relationship now. 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 Just jack back. There is someone out there that will love you, love you sincerely for who you are. There is someone out there that will love you the way you are, love you the way you look, the way you talk, that will believe in your ideas, that will not hear your ideas and say, ah, who is doing that one? Who does that one? So note every action and ask yourself relevant questions. Is he ready to learn? Is he ready to learn? Remember that change takes time. And how will you know a person's um, readiness to learn? When you talk to them about issues like that, and most times, so we know our shortcomings. So this, you see this person constantly trying. Now, when I say trying, I'm not talking about abusive relationships, emotionally or physical, no. So he can't say, oh, he beats me. But every time he beats me, he's always very remorse. And he's like, ah, he will not do it again, no. I know he will change. He wants to change. No. Save yourself first. 
save yourself first. Allow him to heal. Allow him to sort himself out. And then let him reevaluate and see if he can be with you. Can we work things out? Can we develop ourselves on this? These are some things that you need to ask yourself. I don't want us to take too much time. So who should I involve in my relationship? Some of us, from the moment we date, in fact, from, from the moment someone asks us out, ah, you've told your friend, ah, I'm in a relationship now. Who asked you? Who asked you? So who should I involve? Should I involve my parents? Is it okay to involve my pastor, my counselor, my friends, my siblings? So the answer to this, there is no straightforward answer. But to what extent? And what's the aim? Those are just the two questions. Every time that you're thinking of someone that you want to involve in your relationship. But remember that, particularly when, it, when, when we are looking at relationships that are leading to marriage, which is actually what we're looking at. So. This is not a lovey, lovey webinar, no. I'm talking of relationships leading to marriage. Okay? Ask yourself, why do I want to involve this person? To what extent should I involve this person? So, for instance, your parents, it's not, ah, ah, you're going out with somebody, you just go, this happened today, you've downloaded everything. Where is the place for discretion? Where is the place for you to make your own decisions? Remember that parents, Number one, we're all adults already. Parents, their responsibility is to have groomed you till this time to be able to make meaningful decisions. Now, I'm not saying sometimes you cannot go to your parents, particularly when you trust them to give you wise counsel. But you also need to know that for the better part of it, those, that counsel might be biased in your favor because they're your parents. They might not be able to see fair and square to those issues. Now, what about your pastor? Should I tell my pastor? It's still a, it's still a question of why and to what extent. Pastors really, if, if, if you're telling your pastor because you want your pastor to pray for you, meanwhile, if there's anybody that is still here that is still saying, oh, I have Timothy, I have Ola, I have Chukudi. I'm going to give these three names to my pastor. He will tell me which one I should marry. You are not ready. You are not ready for marriage. You are not ready for marriage. Maybe you go and meet your pastor when it's time to have children and he'll tell you oh, it's so so time in this year. You should know. The place of a pastor is to pray with you. Maybe you're going through issues and you think, okay, this is beyond us. It's to pray with you. Ultimately, God guides you. All right. So the questions really to this, um, the answers really to these questions are what is the aim and to what extent? I'm not going to give you a yes or no answer as for this. So in rounding up, there are some points that I want us to note. Be the person you would love to get married to. So personally, I don't think it's fair to ask from somebody what you're not. Okay? I don't think it's fair to ask of somebody what you're not. So be the person, how was your current state? Let us introspect now. What is your current state? Emotionally, spiritually, one number one list. You ask, you ask ladies, what kind of man I look for? I want a God-fearing man. Are you God-fearing? 
That's the question you should ask yourself. If you're not, then begin to be. Start building your relationship. Start upping your relationship with God. Be intentional. Spend time in the place of worship. Spend time in prayers. Spend time settling with his word. So are you God-fearing? It would be selfish to, to be asking God for a God-fearing man. To be selfish. To be the person that you would love to get married to, really. Be that compassionate person. As a matter of fact, when you begin to see that, okay, I might be being, I might be acting selfish, step back, okay? And ask yourself some questions. Also, you need to be intentional about your growth. Life is about growth. From the moment you are born, a person begins to grow. So there's a time where there's a natural growth, okay? A baby drinks milk, before you know it, they're eating solid food like that. And there's a time where you need to be intentional, you need to put in work, grow. What's your current knowledge about relationships and marriage? What is your current knowledge about relationships and marriage? I remember before I got married, before I even, so before I said it to my husband, I told myself, ah, I'm going to read books on marriage. And it's not just because I wanted to read books. I'm sure I read over 10 books before I got married on marriage. Not to mention the messages that I listened to. But I was preparing myself for an absolutely wonderful marriage. I couldn't imagine, and I cannot imagine myself in a relationship where there's basketballs. God is a God of order. Sorry. Oh. oh boy. I hope you can hear me. Sorry. Network just threw me out. Please, can we hear me? Sorry. I'm so sorry. The network threw me out. So I'll just quickly try to wrap up. I will just quickly try to wrap up. So invest in yourself. Your single days. Your single days are priceless. Trust me. You have all the time in your hand. Before I came for this meeting, I had to drop my baby somewhere with someone just so I could attend this meeting. Single days are priceless. Invest in your single days. Invest in your single days. Do what you need to do. Achieve the things you need to achieve. Spend time with God. See, build that place of no return with God because it can only get better. So that even when the cares of life, when it feels like they just want to choke you and don't want to give you time for God, you will always bounce back. You will always find your way back. And finally, one thing I want to tell us is contentment. And they need to gather heart because there will always be someone that seems better than your husband to be the person you're going to marry. There will always be someone that can speak better. There will always be someone that can that looks better. There will always be someone that ends better. So let's watch it. Contentment is key. Whoever you choose. Um, I think there was something that was making the rounds. Pastor King posted something. He said, "Don't." Don't marry who you love. Love who you marry. 
and some people say, ah, blah, 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 blah. But take the latter part of that statement. It's just the simple truth. Because who you choose, love that person. Be content with that person. And when I say who you choose, I'm not just talking about when you marry the person. This commitment of marriage begins when you make that decision in your heart that I want to be with this person. When the two of you make that heart decision, that's when the commitment starts. With commitment, eh? Commitments make, they make imperfections look perfect. They make imperfections look perfect because you're just growing each other. You just want to better. Someone that knows to look fine before, suddenly, because his wife is putting in the work. Uh -uh. People are tripping for that man. You get. Um, I would just like us to stop here for today. Like I said, let's just get our questions. Let's get our questions. Let's get them ready. Tomorrow is going to be question, question, question. If you think that um, you don't want to share a question publicly, please just private chat me. You have my WhatsApp number. Private chat me with your question. We'll answer them here, of course, without calling your name. But if you think that, oh, I can share these questions publicly, um, also just bring them here to the chat room and we will take them. I hope that we've been blessed today. Please just encourage us in the chat box. Let me know that I'm still talking to someone today. Before we leave. Thank you, Ololade. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, so we will stop here today and we'll continue tomorrow. God bless you. And we just want to thank God for thank God for a successful day today. I don't know if there is an is there any urgent question that someone just wants to ask before, before we leave? Just one urgent question. If there's none, let's just put everything. Really, tomorrow we're just going to get down to it and be really practical answering the questions. All right, since there's no question, we'll continue tomorrow. God bless you richly. God bless you. See you tomorrow. Remember to invite everybody. Send them the link. God bless you.